looking at how and talking about the power of God. Um, oftentimes, when we're going through circumstances, unforeseen circumstances or difficulties in life, um, we can get to the place where we uh, sometimes um, either we, we forget or we, pan or we panic or we, um, you know, we just kind of start reverting back to what we used to believe or what we used to think. You ever been there? Amen. Where you just kind of, you know, the situation or the circumstance has you almost forgetting. Amen. That God is powerful. Amen. That God is able. Do I have anybody? I want, I want you to jump right. I want to do it. you something. Uh, that's intriguing to me uh, that I read tonight and it fits right into my lesson tonight that there are times when you can see the power of God. You can see God do some amazing things right before your eyes. And then all of a sudden, amen, you get put into a situation. You get put into a test. You get put into some form, because I believe every, every adversity that you go through as a believer is a test. You may want to write that down somewhere. It is never to destroy you because of who you are in Christ. The devil cannot destroy you. The only person that can destroy you is you. Are you with me? He, he can, but what he can do he can cause you and I to look at our situation from a vantage point of doubt, from a vantage point of, uh, you know, panic. And so if you open your Bibles to the book of Mark, and I want to just go into the story of Jesus feeding the miracle, I should say. Uh, the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Amen. It says 33. It says the people saw the people saw them going and many recognized them and ran there together on foot from this is Mark, right? Mark chapter 6 verse 33. All right? And 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 people were coming from all the cities and they got there ahead of him and when Jesus went ashore, he saw a large crowd and the text says he felt what? Compassion for them because they were like sheep without a what? Without a shepherd. <laughs> they were like, you know, the characteristics of a sheep. A sheep is prone to get lost. Amen. A, a sheep, amen, does not have a sense of direction. Come on. Amen. Amen. And so it, 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 it takes the shepherd to guide the sheep and to lead the sheep to greener pastures. Amen. Also, a sheep cannot survive by troubled waters. Amen. In other words, if there's too much, if the water is too muddy, the sheep will not drink from it. Right? Jesus said, my people look like this. And he felt compassion for them. Right? And he began to teach them many things. And when it was already quite late, his disciples came and said, said, 
This place is, a de is desolate and it is already quite late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. You see, the same compassion that Jesus had for the people, the disciples did not have the same compassion. I'm talking about God is able. Come on, somebody. I'm going to say it one more time. God is able. There's something I want to show you here tonight. That the disciples, in essence, they did not feel what Jesus felt. Not everybody can feel what the pastor feels. I'm trying to help somebody. Amen. And his disciples did not feel what he felt. He felt compassion for them. Look at this. You know what they say, man? Let them go home and get their own food. Amen. After they've been in church all day. <laughs> After they had been listening to him teach, the Bible says, the disciples says, send them away. Verse 37. But he answered them, you give them something to eat. This is Jesus. And they said to him, shall we go spend the 200 denarii on bread and give them something to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? He said, go look. And when they had found out, they said, five and two fish. And he commanded them to sit down by groups on the, on the green grass. Told you, the shepherd always leads the sheep to greener pastures. You with me? Look at this. He had them to sit down on the green grass, but he had them to sit down by groups. They sat down in groups of what? Hundreds and fifties. Got it? Now, I'm talking about God is able. And what I'm talking about tonight is that there are times in our lives where we forget about the power of God. That God can not only just take care of your physical needs, Amen. Your spiritual needs, but he can also take care of your physical needs. That he can take care of you. He can feed you. He can clothe you. He can, watch this, he can prepare a table for you. Are you with me? Watch the text. Watch the text. Text says that they were thinking in the natural. Jesus said, put them out there. There are 5,000 out there. And he says, put them in groups. You know what I found out about that text, what that really means? You could only minister to certain people effectively if they're in the right groups. I'm trying to help somebody. You have a crowd, but watch this. But here's the thing. There's some pastors that believe that they can pastor a 5,000-member church. Amen. But you will not be effective Unless you get those people into groups where you can minister to their spiritual needs. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to help somebody with something. Watch what he says. They sat down in groups of hundreds, right? And he, verse 41, and he took what? He took the five loaves and two fishes, fish, and looking up towards heaven, he blessed the food and did, did what? Broke the loaves and kept giving them to the disciples to set before them, and he divided up the two fish among them all. And look at verse 42. Tell your neighbor they all ate. How many believe in miracles? How many believe in miracles? All right, so what you see in this text, you got to know the difference between a miracle and God's sovereignty.
which I taught you about. God's sovereignty is his power to do whatever he wants to do. A miracle, by definition, has to defy nature. Is this defying nature? Tell your neighbor, this is a miracle. Tell your neighbor, God is able to do miracles. I'm going to say it one more time. God is able to do what? You should be shouting right there. Miracles. He can do miracles. And I believe as a believer, you and I have to understand that God will do a miracle for you because of what's to come next. Watch this. Here's the thing. You're not following Jesus just because he can do a miracle or do miracles. But God will do a miracle in your life. Watch this. To inaugurate, come on somebody, to initiate, amen, and to cause you to have a stronger belief in him. But God is not a genie in a bottle where we can keep commanding him to do miracles after miracles. God says once I do one miracle, it should be good enough. And here's the miracle that I did. I sent my son to Calvary. To die for you so that you will have entrance into the kingdom and have everlasting life. Do I have anybody? Watch this now. Watch the text. Text says, and they all ate. And were what? Tell your neighbor God is able. <laughs> what did he take? He took five loaves and two fish. Who wouldn't serve a God that can take five loaves and two fish and feed them in one night? Can I help you with something? God is still able to do that for you today. God is still able to provide for all of your needs according to his riches and his glory. But here's where I'm going with this. Text says, and they picked up, not only did they feed, but they had leftovers. Look what the text says. Text says, and they picked up 12 full baskets of the broken pieces and also of the fish, and there were 5,000 men who ate the loaves. Now watch the next verse. Immediately. You see, what Jesus did, Jesus did not give them the opportunity to get mesmerized, to get materialized, come on somebody, to become, you know, uh, so intrigued by the miracle that they forgot who did the miracle. Are you with me? Watch the text. The Bible says immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side to Bethsaida. While he himself was sending the crowd away after bidding them farewell, he left for the mountain to pray. Notice, Jesus did the miracle. He sent his disciple to the other side. 
he goes up to the mountain to pray, and look what the text says, and when it was evening, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land, and seeing them straining at the what? Oars, for the wind was against them, and about the fourth watch in, of the night, he came to them walking on the sea, and he intended to pass what? By them. Tell your neighbor God is able. Now watch this now. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. Y'all walking with me? It's Bible study. Y'all walking with me? Watch this. Let me show you something. First of all, Jesus is praying. But not only is Jesus praying, but the Bible says, look at this verse. Look at this verse. Look at verse Look at verse 48. And seeing them what? Now, let's, let's ask a question real quick. Where is Jesus? He, no, he's in the mountain. He's, he's praying. Correct? Is Jesus praying? Where is he at praying? Well, I got to help you out. All right. This is the slow bus tonight. Okay, let me see. Let me see what's going on here. I don't know what spirit came in here, but let me see if I can get up out of here. Come on, whatever that is. Get up out of here. Watch this. I'm trying to explain some things here. Watch this. Watch this. He's praying. Right? And they're struggling. But the text says he saw them. How did he see them? Tell your neighbor God is able. I'm going to tell you something. How is it that he see, how did he see them when he was in the mountain praying and they were way down the road up the sea somewhere in a, in a struggle? And I want to say to somebody here today, don't ever think that God can't see you struggling. Don't ever think that God has left you or God's eyes is not on you God can see everything that you're going through right now. Do I have anybody? The text says he's praying, and I'm sure he was praying for them. But watch this. If you ever notice, and here's what you got to understand, and a lot of people don't understand this, and I need to make, bring this point up, okay? Remember this. After every miracle, there's going to be a test. After every miracle, there's going to be a test. Because, the, because, watch this, because God wants you to stay grounded. He wants you to stay in love with him and not in love with the miracle. Right after, right after the miracle, they go into a storm. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Y'all see it? Now, now I want to reveal something to you as to why the storm came after the miracle. But I want you to know that just because you're in a storm doesn't mean that God does not see you. Are you with me? God sees you. He knows. He watches. He understands. And the text says he came to them. But he was intending to go by them. Why? Why was he intending to go by them? Because he wanted them to work through the storm. We want Jesus at our bidding. 
do it for me, Jesus. Get me out of this, Jesus. There's some things you just got to get out of yourself. There's some things that God just wants you to work through and have the faith to believe that he is able and that he can bring you through. Are you with me? Watch this. Watch, watch the text. The text says he intended to go past them. But when they saw him walking on the sea, may I ask you a question? Have you ever seen anybody walk on water? It's impossible. I'm going to say it one more time. It's impossible to walk on water. Right? And so what we classify as a miracle is that that defies what? Nature. Alright, so a lot of people want to call miracles, but you got to call the miracles the right thing. A miracle by definition, by biblical definition, is something that defies nature. You follow me? Watch this. Watch this now. Watch this now. Okay? A lot of times, and I'm going to say it again, what you're looking at, what you're calling a miracle, they sent my check. That ain't no miracle. That's God's sovereignty wrapped up in a miracle. Okay? That's the sovereignty. I'm trying to get you to know. This is Bible study. I'm trying to get you to know the difference. You see, if you really, what I really need is the sovereignty of God. And that's his power. The miracle part of it, it it's because it defies the natural order of life. You understand what I'm saying? Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this now, watch the text. Text says, listen, they, 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 they came, and, and in verse 49, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed that he was a what? And what did they do? You know what, you know what's happening right there? Fear will cause you to see things. Anxiety will cause you to think you're crazy. Amen. Pressure. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Listen, listen. Watch this. Here's the other thing. The how they thought was because they thought they was already dead. Because in Jew, in a with a Jewish culture, whenever someone is said to see a ghost, it meant that they were dead. So they had already given up. I'm trying to help somebody tonight. Don't you give up. Okay, what you saw was Jesus. <laughs> Amen. And what Jesus is trying to do, Jesus is trying to pull you out of a predicament right now that you're going through, but you got to trust and believe that it's not a ghost, it's really him because he's able. Are you following me? Watch what he says. He says, he said, man, they cried out for, for they all saw him and were terrified. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You were just walking with him. You, in chapter 5, you were casting out demons in his name. You saw all this stuff happening. I'm trying to get to this right quick. Watch this. But now you, you're terrified because of him. How can you be terrified by the same person that saved you? Hmm. Watch the text. Text says, he spoke to them and said to them, hey, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Now, this is the part I'm going to get to. Verse 51. 
Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind stopped, and they were utterly astonished. For they had not gained, watch this, any insight from the what? Stop. Thank you, brother. He's he clever. He like, shit, you got it, Pastor. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Pound it up right there. Pound it up right there. Come on, pound it up right there, man. Give me some of that. 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 You see what I'm saying? Now here's the point I'm trying to make. Have you learned from the last miracle that God did in your life? You want all these miracles. You want things to just go your way so bad. But you haven't even learned from the last miracle that he did in your life. He picked you up out of COVID. Come on, somebody. He turned you around. Come on, somebody. He saved your soul. Listen, he brought you this far, but yet you're still complaining about what you don't have. You won't come to church. You won't live for him. You won't do this. You won't do that because you want more. 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 God says, why won't you learn from what I did before? Why do I have to keep doing tricks to prove that I'm able. In other words, you should be proving your allegiance to me, not me proving my allegiance to you. They did not learn from the lows. There's a lesson in the lows. Listen, the miracle wasn't about the people. The miracle was for his disciples to understand how powerful he is, but learn, read the rest of the verse. The verse says, but their hearts was what? What does that mean? The Bible says out of the heart flows the issues of life. Out of our hearts, our hearts is the seat of our emotions. Out of our hearts comes our thoughts, our feelings, all of these different things. So the question is, when the heart is hard, it is unresponsive. When the heart is hard, listen, somebody here tonight, you've been trying to change. But the change that really needs to happen first is in your heart. Your heart needs a change. It has to be softened. It has to become a heart of flesh again. And not a heart of stone. You see, life has dealt you these different issues that has caused you to develop in your heart blockage. Hardness. That has kept you emotionless. Hardness that has caused you to doubt the power of God. Now you're thinking logically and God said, you, no logic won't work with me. Yeah. 
And you know what? You know what's crazy? A person with a hardened heart, watch this. God will do miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, and they will never get it. Can I ask you a question? Are you getting it? I'm going to say it one more time. Are you getting it? Go to Genesis chapter 18. Tell your neighbor God is able to say, I could stay on that hard thing, but I think you got it, didn't you? Yeah, you got it? Okay, somebody said conviction. <laughs> go, 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 go to um, Genesis chapter 18 and verse 9. Somebody read that for me. This is Abraham and Sarah. All right? I just want to show you how able God is. But you know, you know, the disciples, the hardness of their hearts caused them to miss the lesson. So God already knew their heart was hard, so God had to put them in a storm. Let me ask you a question. How many storms you got to go through before you surrender? Before your heart becomes unhardened and you believe that he's able God is able y'all not just in just anything but in everything your job your situation your finances your kids he is able y'all but we gotta believe don't let these miracles go by you and you miss it because, look, he's going to keep sending you in that boat. Keep putting you in that boat until you finally say, okay, God, okay, God. Read it for me. Verse 9. Now, what, what, what Abram already did is he put out, he made a spread for the people, that, for, the, for the two men that he met, the three men that he met. And um, now he, they're asking, where is Sarah? Where is Sarah? Where is Sarah? Go ahead and read it. I thought she was going to say, I'm right here. <laughs> she didn't get it. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> See, Sarah was eavesdropping. <laughs> Man ain't got no privacy in his own house. Eh? Amen. What privacy? Who you on the phone with? You know what I mean? That kind of <laughs> the Bible says Sarah was listening at the tent door, which went her. Go ahead. Verse 11. Look what the text said. The text said they were just old. <laughs> Not only were they old, but the text says they were advanced in what? Tell your neighbor, God is able. 
Now, 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 what I'm trying to show you here from the five th lows, the 5,000, to this is that God can do, because God is able, God can always do the impossible. You with me? He can do what? The impossible. You ever say, man, that's impossible? You ever, you ever look and believe for something, you're like, man, it'll never happen. But let me say this to you. If you give it to God, all things are possible. Are y'all with me? Watch, watch this, watch this. Keep reading, keep reading. The advancing age, and Sarah was past what? That's it. Clock was over for her. Things were broke down. Powder dust. Just... Nothing happening. Just, whoop, it's over. <laughs> it was over, y'all. The Bible says, and I, when I look at this, when I look at this, I always think, man, why would God choose? You know, why would he, why would he even go there? You know what I'm saying? Like, you pick some people that, Basically, in the natural, it's like, it's over. Right? Now, remember, the promised son is what God is promising through these people who believe that their life is over. You understand what I'm saying? Watch this now. Remember, Abram had followed God. It had been about 50 years plus. He had followed God. And God had promised this to him. Okay? And sometimes, let me help somebody with something. I believe the problem with us is that we don't know how to wait. But I believe that sometimes God got to get us to a point, right, where we can't get involved in any of it. Your hands are tied. <laughs> you can't do nothing. There's nothing in your power that you can do to bring about whatever it is that you're trying to do. So God said, yeah, I got you now. But look what the text says. What does it say next? What did Sarah do? What did Sarah do? Sarah laughed. Now listen, let me, let me, let me help you with this Hebrew word now. This, this wasn't just like, <laughs> this was like, ha ha, you crazy. <laughs> Man, have you lost your mind? That was that kind of laugh, like, yeah, right. Ask your neighbor, is there anything impossible for God? Is there anything impossible for God? I hope I'm helping somebody. I hope I'm helping somebody to understand that you've already counted yourself out, but God didn't count you out. I hope you understand that because God is able, I'm trying to help you with this ableness of God so that you will never forget or slip back into that type of thinking. No matter how tough life may get, no matter how rough things may be, you believe and keep on believing that God is 
Abel. The text says Sarah laughed to herself, saying, after I become old, shall I have pleasure? She had already given up on even that. Listen, don't get old. Let me read on. My Lord being old also. Now notice what he called what she called Abraham. Wives. It's a good it's a good lesson for you. Call your husband Lord. Amen. Yeah, I hear all that coughing and <laughs> all that stuff. What can I do for you, my Lord? It's not taking the place of God. It, it, is, it is a term of endearment. It's a term of respect. See, that's why the Bible says in 1 Peter that you ought to follow Sarah's example of how to be a wife. Oh, I wish I had some. He ain't running nothing in this house. No, but he's still Lord. He still has... The, the, he still has the position of lordship in the home. I'm talking about the husband here. As he lines himself on the Christ. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Ah, look what it says. Now, brothers, don't go home and get punched. <laughs> don't go home and get cussed out now. Talking about you talking about you calling me by Lord. I ain't you not the Lord. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the text say, and, and I'm going to leave right there. Look what the text said. The text says, and we got about two minutes. Watch this. The text says, she laughed. And then, then she says, she says, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also. Right? And the Lord said to Abraham, watch what, what, what he said. Why did Sarah what? Can I ask you a question? Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing in church? Why are you laughing at the possibility that God can do, still do something with your life today? Don't you not believe? Don't you not have faith? Don't you not have some form of faith to believe that the God that you're serving is able to do some great things still? Still, no matter how it looks today, why, he says, why did she laugh? Saying, shall I indeed bear a child when I am, a, when I am so old? And look at verse 14. Is anything, oh, come on, somebody, will you please? Y'all make me work tonight. Is Anything, hmm, is anything to what? For the Lord. Tell your neighbor God is able. May I say this to you tonight? There's nothing. I, I want to tell you, the last couple weeks we've been dealing with a lot of different stuff. And I want to tell you, I had that moment, that moment where I, all this stuff left me, you know, all, all this stuff. You could be in the middle of your storm and forget all this stuff.
But God had to bring me back. I had to go through because of the hardness of my heart. I'm trying to help somebody. You see, the storm can harden you. The situation, the circumstance can harden you to the point where you forget the lesson that you were supposed to learn from the storm. And then God has to bring it right back around and say to you, listen, is there anything difficult? Is there anything too difficult for the Lord? Watch this. At the appointed time, I will return to you. At this time next year, and Sarah will what? And Sarah denied it, however. See? She won't lie. She won't lie to God. She won't lie. I did not laugh, for she was afraid. See what fear does to you? And she said no, and, and he said no, you did lie. I mean, you did laugh. You lied and you laughed. You know what, that, you know what that's called? Accountability. Listen, let me say, there's no white lie, little lie, gray lie, a lie's a lie. All right, so, so we, we ain't going to play that game. Bottom line is this, you did laugh. Bottom line is you didn't think you were going to make it. Bottom line is you said we were, we were over. Come on, somebody. Bottom line is you already had packed your bags. Come on, somebody. Bottom line is you had already given up. But then all of a sudden, stuff started turning around, and then you made a decision. No, I didn't say that. I didn't do that. Saints, what I'm trying to do is help you to build up your faith in God enough to understand that we don't rely on man. We rely on God. And the God that I'm trying to paint in the scriptures is a God who is able. That nothing, I said nothing. Nothing. Let me help you with something. After he gives you the blessings, you have to maintain it. And watch this. But what Satan knows is that he knows it's human nature to panic. But the one thing you have to keep reminding yourself of is this. God will never allow you to fall so far where you can't come back. Okay. But watch this. Watch this. God, Satan knows that he can't destroy you. So what will he do? He will try to make your life Miserable. Now you could fall for the trick. Amen. I haven't been tested in a long time the way I've been tested lately. A long time. Seriously, like a long time. But I had to go back to these teachings. And when I restructured and I rebuilt and I said, okay, God, I got it. As soon as I acknowledged, you see, this, this, this denial of laughing is a key. It's deception. 
It's you and I lying to ourselves. It's you and I saying, no, I didn't doubt, but you did doubt. But pastor, I've been praying, but you've been praying with a hardened heart. But pastor, you understand, I don't know. Guess what? If you are truthful about your doubts, about your insecurities, about your, your, your misunderstanding of the situation, and you come clean with God, God says, I will turn it around. You know, what was so impossible the other day when I was thinking, I said, man, this thing is impossible. I, I, I hadn't spoken like that in years. I was like, man, this is impossible, man. I'm like, man, I don't know. But when I surrendered, when I became truthful to God, when I stopped trying to impress him, you know, and just said, Lord, you know what? I surrender all. All to you, I hope. Okay? I don't understand why. I'm not even trying to figure out why. But I'm going to trust you in the process. Monday morning, everything that I was about to give up on him came through. Okay? Y'all ain't hear me. And what I'm saying to you is that you got to stop giving up so quickly. Man, God has done so much for you that you got to trust him. You know what I always think about? And I'm done. I always think about Job's wife. Job, Job asked his wife, like, yo, do we just accept the good things from God? I mean, come on now. What about the bad? You know, why are we tripping? And somebody here tonight, I want to pray for you because you're tripping. <laughs> I'm just saying you're tripping. Yeah, you're tripping. Because you've forgotten who you serve. Maybe you didn't learn the lesson from the last miracle he did. God is not just going to come announce, you know, I'm just going to announce what I'm doing. No. He's not going to do that. But what he is going to do, he's going to keep sustaining you. He's going to keep providing for you. He's going to keep loving you. But how many storms you know, you know those storms are self-inflicted. <laughs> if God can't get to your heart, he loves you so much that he will chase you down till he breaks it. Thank God for never giving up on me. Till it softens. Till, till, till you start feeling compassion. So you, till you start talking so rough and hard. <laughs> Come on, man. It, it don't get that deep. Be, it's okay to be gentle. Wait, next week, next Bible study. I'm talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Come on. 
You can't be so mad at your situation where you just 